Welcome, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, find our sweet spot, and planting our seeds to watch them grow in our magic garden. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Today we have a great guest on Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. We have Jake Kabillion, and we're going to hear about about Kabillion ideas. Uh, Jake is a former college, college ball player, and we're going to hear a little bit about that. But what he's really here about is to talk about charity work that he does. Jake, one of Jake's hugest passions is to do a lot of charity work. And he, does, he works with Debbie's Dream Foundation for stomach cancer and then uh, the I Care, I Cure Pediatric Cancer Society. So I want to hear about those things. But hey, how, how's it going, Jake? It's going well. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So J- Jake and I uh, kind of connected through uh, one of the clubhouse rooms, uh, the Secret Sauce. Uh, so how do, how do you like the Secret Sauce? I'm loving it, man. I, I love the energy in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It gets me going. Uh, gets my mindset right. Uh, mindset right. Um, you know, I think a lot of people in that room come from a lot of different backgrounds and and uh, provide a lot of great insight and different lessons and you know from from different walks of life. So definitely love being a part of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to start the mornings and the few <clears throat> mornings that I try to I miss uh, because I have other things and work and. It's you know you you got to start it off differently, right? You know, um, I know I meditate in the morning, but the, the secret sauce is a different type of meditation. It's hearing the the same type of talk, the med- the motivational speak that you need to hear from really good, good great people. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so peace, love, and bring a bat. Let's make we'll, we'll break it out simple. What brings you peace and love? What do you think about? Well, that? it's actually funny. My uh, my senior quote is peace and love. Um, something my father grew up saying, you know, there was ever tension in the house, you know, just in any moment, just, uh, you know, he'd say just peace and love, peace and love. And it'd bring me back to my core. Um, and I think, you know, that kind of quote has stuck with me and I, and I actually didn't realize it until just now. Um, but, uh, I, I think I resonate with, with that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> That's why they say the universe has, you know, it's, it's a, it plays jokes on us all the time when you see when you see the synchronicities that way. That's awesome. So how, how do you gotta gotta find you gotta find you that yearbook? <laughs> yeah, <Something> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be great to see it. We could put it out. We could kind of post the, the picture if you want. Sure. So you you, you played baseball. <clears throat> uh, I know you know at, at NYU, and then you were one of the high school players of the year. Uh, so you know, so baseball's a big thing, and. One of the reasons why we're in doing this interview is to talk about the charity work, but it's also since opening day, baseball's a long season, but I want to celebrate opening day with some former players and things like that. I have other interviews, but I wanted to hear about how base, what baseball meant to you. Yeah, so I've been playing ball since I can remember. Uh, I think I, the first thing I ever wore was a Yankee uniform, head to toe in pinstripes, right out of the womb. Um, used to go to the park with my grandpa, my dad used to get those little plastic balls and just, you know, take hacks. Um, but you know, then growing up in Florida, obviously spring training being a hub down here, only being an hour out from Jupiter, um, you know, now West Palms right here. And, you know, we have a lot of teams back in the day, the Fort Lauderdale, 
you know, Yankees and the Orioles used to play there as well. So grew up um, in, in a pretty baseball savvy uh, environment. And uh, I love the game. You know, it's, it, it means a lot to my grandfather. It means a lot to my dad. And, uh, you know, same to me. That's awesome. And, and then you played college ball. <clears throat> I mean, you played at NYU. So, you know, that's a different experience also, right? You know, it's, it's a little bit more. Most of us might have experienced Little League. But that, that next level, uh, how, how was that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the change. I mean, never knew baseball could be played in less than 65 degrees. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was definitely a nice, uh, nice change of pace. Made, made some great brothers for life. And, you know, the coaches um, on the team, you know, great, great leaders. Um, you know, being in the city also is different than any other college, of course, because you don't really have the campus life and, you know, the ability to go train when you want. Um, you know, we played out where the Cyclones play in Coney Island. That was our home field, um, you know, and we we'd have to schedule, you know, practices and we didn't always have the facilities um, at our disposal. So it definitely, you know, posed a little bit of a challenge. And, you know, when it was time to work, it was time to work. We used to take buses even, you know, when that facility was closed down, we'd drive an hour and a half out to Jersey. We'd, we'd get creative for sure. So uh, playing ball at NYU, you definitely learn how to get scrappy and, uh, you know, make the most of the opportunity. Yeah, well, that's also one of the things we talk about here is about opportunities and how you always look for some opportunities. Now, I know you, when we were talking offline, we you, you talked to me about the charities, and that's really what we're going to focus on, is that from a, <coughs> young, a young boy, you were really passionate about uh, some of the charities. Could you share that with everybody? Yeah, sure. So one charity that I mentioned, um, you know, was, I, I, I recall it being the first charity that I felt a part of, um, you know, uh, you know, we had reading buddies back in, you know, elementary school and, you know, the older kids would come and read to the younger kids. And I remember vividly being in first grade and, um, you know, my reading buddy, Ian Besner, passed away from leukemia. Um, and, you know, him and I had a special bond and now we're very close with their family and I'm friends with his brothers, his younger brother. Um, one of his younger brothers actually was in my sister's, um, you know, class. So, you know, very close to them. And they actually ended up naming my high school baseball field after him. So it was kind of always that uh, connection there. Um, and, you know, trying to put an end or, you know, bring more attention to childhood cancer. Um, and, and, you know, being a young, a young boy at that age, you don't really understand, you know, the magnitude you know, of what you know, what a tragedy like that means to a family. But even till this day, you know, we go to events and you can, you can see that his, his love and his, you know, his presence is still lingering. Um, so it's, it's great to be a part of it. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the special parts is when you're able to be part of something like that, that uh, when a person has transitioned and you are still able to pass on that message and help that person live longer in the message and the abilities to connect with people who they obviously have never met, but also assisting people who they've never met. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, living in New York, actually, for the last five years, they were trying, you know, because so many people from South Florida um, end up working in New York, you know, um, they tried to build kind of like a young professionals network for the club. Um, and actually, right before the pandemic hit, we were meeting and doing all these events and sort of, and sort of that thing. Um, and it was great. So I, I hope when this whole thing clears up, we, we get back to it. Yeah. So you guys weren't able to reconnect uh, virtually during the p pandemic. It's, it's, it's been a challenge for that. So they, 
Yeah, it's been a challenge, of course. Um, you know, they do do live events. Still, I guess with Zoom now, you can get really creative and, you know, get MCs and comedians and stuff like that. But there's nothing like, uh, you know, being with people, reminiscing and, and talking about the good times for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. So so what was the name of, uh, so I know Debbie's Dream. So how, how'd that come into play with you? Yeah, so um, actually good friends of mine in, in my class, um, you know, their mother, they're twins, uh, Rachel and Zachary, um, and they have a, a younger uh, sister, Sarah, but um, their mother, Debbie, actually was diagnosed with uh, stage four stomach cancer our fifth grade year. So this is five years after Ian Besner's passing, um, and she put up an eight-year battle um, with stage four stomach cancer and created this foundation called the Debbie's Dream Foundation, um, you know, where we'd meet on a weekly basis in school. Um, we have a yearly event. Uh, it was a gala and we'd raise a, a bunch of money, um, you know, for stomach cancer research. And, you know, through that, um, built a community of, of, of doctors and, you know, researchers and people that were just motivated to help um, and actually, you know, built, built lifelong relationships there. Yeah, no, it's once you start getting in that environment, it really, you do start connecting. It's it's sort of that same mentality as being on a team because everybody knows what the goal is at at that point. Yeah. And I, and I would also add that, um, you know, Debbie's presence was always, you know, a positive one. And she, you know, even, you know, at her worst times, um, she was putting in the hours to just get this thing up and running and, um, you know, really, really putting her, her life into it. Um, and I think, you know, when we now get together, you know, some of that's still there. Um, and you know, that, that's what motivates people, um, to continue this. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and how, how did you find out or, or get involved with the, I, I care, I cure, uh, or is that all related to all these experiences that you, you had? Well, so actually it was all, um, within our, our, um, our lower school, our, our, uh, you know, K through 12, you know, we're, I went to a private school in South Florida where, you know, we had about 150 kids in a grade. Um, and you grew up knowing everybody, you know, everything about almost everybody in your class, um, you know, their, their parents, you know, their, their siblings, and it's just this really tight knit community. Um, and you know, when, when a tragedy happens, I think, in a, in a small community like that, you really get together and you, you learn how to, you know, bring a positive situation out of it. If, you know, if that is possible. Yeah. There's, there's always a light. That's the lessons that we all have. And that, it's a challenge to look at that, especially when you're going through something and you went through it as a young, as a child at that point, you know, to, to how to deal with it and to, to cope with it. And uh, those are the challenges. So, you know, sort of, for you, that was, uh, you know, every few years you had, had, you unfortunately had to experience that. That's sort of like what I'll call a Phoenix moment where you had to rise from the ashes, maybe not from your ashes, but you were part of that environment because you were all close knit. I'm sure that, you know, since then you've probably risen from other, you know, setbacks. How do you, how do you overcome those? Um, you know, like you said, I, I think, there is a light in every situation, you know, it's not going to come immediately. And sometimes you have to push the dark out to find the light. Um, and I think, you know, everyone goes through the grieving process different and everyone, um, you know, kind of copes in a different manner. Um, and just finding things that, you know, make you happy and, and bring you back to your core as a, as a person, as a human, um, I think are important to, um, 
you know, moving forward um, as, you know, anyone would want us to. Yeah, no, that, right, that's the, the challenge is when, when you're able to see this. When you're in the darkness, you can't see all the lights. You can't see the opportunities. You need to kind of work through whatever process is for yourself. That's right. Yeah. So there's the, the bring a bad part. So bring a bad for me, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you know, and I just want to make sure, it's not about baseball. In fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's a, bring a bad is a metaphor in how we create our take a stand moments or have those non-negotiable, those things that you're like, no, this is what I need to make me find that peace and love. So what are your bring a bat moments or things in, in life? So I'm working on it at the moment. Um, you know, learning to you know, say no, but still be supportive, I think is important. Actually, we were talking about it in the secret sauce and yeah. it was a, um, it, it was a new year's resolution of mine to, to, to learn how to, you know, do things that make you, uh, you know, better every day without, uh, I guess, re- re- regressing. Um, you know, it, it's it's easy to say yes, but then it's also hard after you've said yes to accomplish all those things. So you end up not being able to do everything you've said, um, which for me, I, I love helping people. So it's hard. It's a really hard thing for me to say no um, and and to be a little selfish. But I think at the end of the day, um, if it doesn't benefit you, it's not going to benefit the person who is asking for it because you're not going to put all your you know, time and effort into it. You have to be passionate about um, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, and I, and I don't know that it's, <clears throat> it's selfish, and that's one of those things I always go. There's, there's people who are selfish, but the people who are selfless, like yourself, who, who look always to giving, uh, it's more about just creating those boundaries and, and knowing what you need to do. You, it's knowing how to balance that time, and your time is worth something also. It's also self-care, uh, you know, because not expending yourself on every way to go is something where you can manage your time differently and, and create that focus. So uh, even though we've been using a lot of S words and, you know, and, and about self-care and everything like that, I like a lot of R words because I believe there's always an R in your heart. And uh, I, I use a lot of words like uh, rise and, you know, do you have an R word that you, you might want to think about using? I think, you know, think, exist exist and um they exist until someone reimagines them and i think you know if you can look at things from an obscure conventional way you might find something um you know that'll close that efficiency gap so me being an innovator i i like to look at you know existing industries and and look for i wouldn't call it shortcuts but i'd say um you know efficiencies in that process yeah no reimagine is awesome <clears throat> and, and looking at those uh, efficiencies um i know one of the things that you're looking to do also is start a business, right? Uh, you want to launch a, a business. Tell us about it a little bit. Yeah. So in the process right now, uh, you know, working with my best friend, co-founder, um, Evan McKendry, who's actually uh, a right-handed pitcher in the Rays organization, uh, played three years at the University of Miami, absolute stud. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're looking to create a platform for collegiate and professional athletes to benefit their image and likeness. Um, and we're looking to do that through an e-commerce um, agency kind of model. Mm-hmm. Um, more to come for sure. <laughs> um, as you know, there's a lot of rule changes and legal things that um, have to be, you know, thought of, <clears throat> of course. Um, and, you know, seeing how we can 
best do this while um you know putting the athletes forward for sure yeah right i, I mean I I, I I since i didn't know where your business was going but i i agree right you know like for college sports uh you know you don't own your likeness <clears throat> you know currently the ncaa uh owns that and that, and that's a big thing that does need to be addressed in my opinion uh you know there is a balance and i, I understand the other side of the argument um but you know i own who i am and you know I, I think you guys as, as athletes should always benefit for who you are and they could, you know, there's a lot of ways to benefit. It's not an equal. <clears throat> yeah, balance. absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's interesting. You look at, I was just reading a, a tweet from a collegiate, I think basketball player who was saying, you know, if someone's on a, on a scholarship, acad- uh, on an academic scholarship, they can start their own tutoring business and make money. They can, you know, start a YouTube channel and start tutoring and mon- monetizing it that way. So why shouldn't the athletes be able to do the same? Um, you know, I, I think marketing is one aspect of it. Um, you know, an athlete may not be the best on the field, but may really know how to, um, you know, put on a show, uh, you know, have a viral social media page and really create value in a different way, um, kind of leveraging both, you know, his or her, uh, you know, uh, know, athletic careers into back into their personal life, I think should be allowed um, without hesitation. Yeah. I mean, sports brings so much to, to our lives for those who are, who participate in it. You know, there's, there's lots of different communities and sports is one of those, uh, you know, as, as being an older gentleman than, than you are, I still love it. I mean, I just hung out last week with my softball buddies and we can't wait to start playing April 16th. Because as you said, you know, New York is a little colder than uh, Florida when you're playing <laughs> When you're playing ball, uh, and we play Friday night, so some of those late night games are, you know, a little chilly. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, so what what other things have you learned as being part of a team uh, through charity work or, you know, ball playing? Yeah, I'd say being part of a team really makes you learn, you know, your role at that moment and what value you can bring uh, to the team as a whole, whether. You know, you're you're a young uh, freshman who's looking to you know get some playing time and really supporting your uh, upperclassmen. You know, while they're while they're out there, I think for the greater good of the team, that's their role at that moment. Who's to say that you know if they have a great practice, they can't move up in the ranks? But I think living in the moment and recognizing what the value that you can create in the current moment um, is, I think, will make anyone just. Uh, you know, succeed in whatever it is they do. You know, I think a lot of us want to be somewhere. A lot of us aspire and have goals. And, you know, we, we, we know there's a, you know, there's, there's an, there's a, there's a goal that we're trying to meet, but I think sometimes we get too caught up in that, you know, end goal that we don't really recognize the journey or where we're at in the moment. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, so I, I guess right now you're looking to, more focus on the moments rather than, you know, you're still planning for the future, but you're finding more joy in, you know, the actual moments than other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had an anatomy teacher my senior year uh, who would always say stay in the red. And that was kind of his way of saying, you know, stay focused, um, you know, kind of block everything externally and just stay in the right now. Yeah. Um, I, I once, that, that always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's the way to do it. Uh, my my daughter had done archery for a while, 
and you can focus. It's like playing ball also. You could focus on all the other noise outside, but you're focusing in baseball about taking that perfect swing and looking for that sweet spot. Uh, you know, you can. It doesn't matter how loud it gets. You know, if you're really on focus, it doesn't matter what anybody's saying. It's just you and the ball, and and it's a challenge. And, and I know you you were a pitcher, so you you were more. Your your goal was more making me miss the ball than, than hit the ball. <laughs> That's right. I did did get some uh, outings in the outfield. Uh, a couple times in college, but uh, that's I guess that's for another time. Yeah, yeah no, no, it, it, it's all it's all part of you. You you were one of the teammates, and you did anything that was needed to be done for the team's success. Absolutely. Now, was there any time during playing ball or through your life uh, that you had to do some soul searching? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say my freshman year of college. Um, you know, definitely. Um, not really being used to not playing as much and really having um, what I thought back then was a, a role. Um, but then really doing some digging and realizing that my time will come if I put in the work and that, you know, the people who preceded me had put in the work already and who was I to just show up and play, um, you know, I kind of had to earn it. Um, and, you know, going back, and you know, analyzing, you know, my years and years of playing prior and kind of seeing the progression from my freshman year of high school where I was then and kind of comparing it made made it easy for me to then understand that hey, it's nothing is is you know just given. You gotta you gotta earn it, you gotta take it from somebody. That's part of that being that le- that learning lesson is you gotta sometimes take the, the good with the bad and what what do you wanna do to work on your longer goals? Now, uh, as part of uh, I Care and I Cure, uh, I think they're part of Alex's lemon, Lemonade Stand, right? Which is a so, more national. Yeah, I believe within the last year or two, they, um, they partnered up. Um, and I, I think, um, I'm not sure if Alex's Lemonade Stand is, is kind of, um, Man, I don't know ex- the exact dynamic of that situation, but I know they they have teamed up um, in some capacity. Yeah, they, they okay, yeah, and and that's all based off of from your first grade ex- experience with your reading buddy Ian, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's awesome when it has such an impact, a positive impact, uh, for things like that for you in the future. That's you know that's when yeah. you know it's really impactful. I mean, it was it was great to see, um, you know, I was telling you about the event in New York. I think we did like a, it was like a ping pong drinks night. Um, it was kind of like an event. Um, and, you know, you saw all of Ian's friends that were living in the city that were, you know, four years older than I was and just seeing them live their life and, you know, picturing what, what Ian would be doing at that moment, you know, and, you know, kind of seeing where he would be in his life, it kind of, uh, kind of put things into perspective for sure. But then again, you know, this backtracking and, and seeing, well, if Ian, you know, hadn't gone through this experience, we might not even be here congregating and, you know, sharing the moment. So that's that light that you talk about and, and you know, kind of pulling the good from, you know, an unfortunate situation. Yeah, no, and that's and that's good. You're able to do that. I mean, you know, you're a young guy, and you got a, the rest of your life to to go go forward. And to have that mindset earlier is better. That's when I talk about cluberty. You know, some people go through cluberty later in life, but through your experiences, you sort of went through it early, and which is good. Then you can have a better life going forward. You you know, it's it's those butterfly effects in life 
is when you start learning the the motivation, like we hear on, on Secret Sauce and things like that. You're like, okay, when you start believing it, then it changes your life differently. You can't go back to who you were or or, or not knowing that information. It's a choice at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe a lot in manifestation and you know, kind of believing what you're doing and you know, continue to. Uh, keep yourself in check, if you will, um, and just kind of, you know, check your values. Do you have any favorite uh, quotes? Like, uh, I, you know, uh, there's always quotes that, that I have. And I know one of the things I use is, you know, the personal attitudes towards happiness is, you know, it's very personal for people on the path and, and things like that. Um, but there's a lot of quotes. Uh, do you have like a, a favorite like catchphrase or some of the things like that? I definitely like you get what you give. Um I think reciprocation is super important. That's that R word again. <laughs> um, and I, I think, you know, a lot of people expect, but they don't really give in return. Um, and I think um, we all need to do a better job of that. Um, and, you know, living in this, in this day and age, I think helping each other is what makes us go further. You know, if everyone was their own individual person, we'd, we'd be nowhere. You know what I mean? Even, you know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, they, they had to build a team around them um, to get where they got. Um, and I think, you know, n- no one person is, is as strong as, uh, you know, you're, you're as strong as your weakest link, of course, you hear that. So building that team, um, really making sure that team is, is staying true to your own values and, um, you know, that sort of thing is important. Yeah, that's that bring a bat moment and staying true to yourself. I mean, that's the thing is love when you really look at it is really just a very unique thing that if you love something, there's no you could love it no matter what. It doesn't matter, you know, if you like something, there's then differences. But love is unconditional. If you're not expecting anything in return, that's the purest love. Like all these charities is just paying it forward to somebody else, not necessarily going, oh, I, I, I didn't get a pat on the back. And things like that. It's it's about just helping people and not expecting anything in return. That's pure love. I like that. Yeah. All right. So I've taken a, a bunch of your time, and I really appreciate everything. And we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch. And uh, you know, any way we can su- separate uh, support, um, you know, any of any of the charities you're doing and all the work that you're doing, I, I really want to hear about things in the future. So we just got to keep connecting and uh, maybe we'll have you back again as you do some more work. Uh, You know, it's really interesting how things go. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got to, got to bring you that picture as well of my, my senior picture with the quote. Yeah, that'd be, that would be awesome. Okay. So we're going to tie up this episode and just want to remind everybody that it's easy to sometimes find peace and love. And I hope you all find peace and love in your lives. But also you need to know when to bring a bat and find that sweet spot in making sure that you stay true to yourself and be your most authentic self. I am really glad that you're enjoying the show, and I hope you follow us on all the podcast hosting sites, as well as Facebook, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Or you can follow me, Uncle Dave, David Chemetsky, at Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, and www davidschemetsky.com. I also would enjoy for you to contact me if you want to just have some feedback. You need somebody to talk to at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. Well, my friends, today's journey has come to a close. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. 
Remember the peace and love surround you that will assist you to rise again. And don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.